0: Ladies and gentlemen,
1: may I have your attention, please? Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jason Reynolds, the author of Miles Morales' Spider-Man. You're tuned in to The Ultimate Spin. Ultimate Spin.
0: This is Ultimate Spin. Welcome to the Spider-Man fan podcast that follows the ongoing adventures of both Miles Morales and Spider-Gwen. My name is Jack, and coming up in this episode, we hit the home stretch of Brian Michael Bendis' legendary run and try to make sense of Battle Royale in Spider-Man issue 239.
1: My name is Brian, and as always, you've got a standing invitation to visit us at ultimatespinpodcast.com. You can learn more about us, find show notes, and follow along with everything we'll be discussing in this episode. Plus, you can download or stream shows for pretty much every Miles and Gwen issue to date. And if you're interested in going behind the scenes, we've got exclusive interviews with the writers and artists who bring our favorite spider heroes to life.
0: And hopefully you love these characters as much as we do. Otherwise, why would you be listening to this show? Don't be shy. We'd love to hear from you. Your comments, your questions, everything like that. Drop us a line at feedback at ultimatespinpodcast.com and tell us what you think of the stories, the art, the characters, how Bendis is wrapping up his... What, 15, 17-year run on Ultimate Spider-Man in a way? Whatever else is on your mind. We do the show to connect with our fellow fans, and we'd much rather talk with you than just at you.
1: And as we get ready to talk with you, uh, as we're recording this, we've had some news coming out of C2E2. Marvel's Next Big Thing panel that they did, uh, Tom Bravort explained that the little teaser of the Ultimate Universe at the end of Spider-Man 2, that's actually going to be a thing. They're going to be doing some more work with that
0: yeah <laughs> right. be ready for this to be my energy levels for the episode oh no <laughs> but, yeah like the ultimate universe did its thing it served its purpose it didn't go out on a high because good lord ultimate end not good but i think it ran its course ultimate spider-man unquestionably is a masterpiece bendis's run has been one of the all-time great spider-man runs if not the great spider-man run like in that character's history and do we really need it to come back do we really ultimate universe with iron heart coming back and like yeah. this weird bendis verse ultimate universe thing like marvel can't let go of brian bendis even though he's leaving and it's this whole th- oh, i i don't know if this is a good idea guys
1: i i was really kind of underwhelmed when i heard this news especially because as you said like ultimate the ultimate universe kind of limped to a close it was not doing well it came, went down to 3 titles then pretty much one and then they just ended it and as a miles morales fan reading that run at the time i was disappointed because it was a pretty promising run that then just kind of had to rush toward this ending to accommodate Secret Wars event and as they were going to combine universes and all that. And then we lost everything that made Miles unique as a character that was trying to live up to someone else's legacy. Now that character was alive and well, so you lost a lot of the drama. That said, there might be, like the way Bendis teased this universe at the end of Spider-Man 2, as you mentioned, Riri was there, but then Peter was alive and well and like everyone was there. So it, I could see it potentially working as sort of this separate line where you bring in, maybe you have a new writer come in and kind of do one-off stories or kind of like when they were doing um, the uh, Battle World stuff for Secret Wars, just some kind of sidestep stories a little bit out of the main continuity. That could be interesting. But as a separate universe, that's going to be an ongoing thing. Yeah. It stopped working for, I think, a pretty good reason. So, I don't know.
0: Yep, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. And it's this weird thing of, it feels a little too soon. It was only, what, three years ago when this all happened. And they had already undermined all the dead is dead in the Ultimate Universe. This is not the main continuity. This is not a 616 where people come back to life every five minutes. We're taking this more seriously. It's more grounded. Oh, no, wait, everyone's back to life. Peter's back to life. Who cares? Yeah. Completely ruined all that. We're never going to cross over with 616. It's a totally separate thing. Oh, wait, we crossed over with 616 a bunch of times. Broke that rule as well. And then it just becomes any other multiverse universe. And and this could work as a new jumping off point. But we have them every nine months anyway. Because that's how comics works at the moment. We're rebooting and new multiverse stuff every year, it feels like. So... That kind of negates the power and the interest of a new universe to me.
1: So, yeah,
0: no interest from
1: me personally. Well, good luck. <laughs> good luck to them. <laughs> good luck, of, Marvel. It's kind of a wait and see thing. But that said, we should get into the main event: Spider-Man number two thirty-nine, the home stretch of the Sinister Six Reborn arc.
0: I guess it's my turn
1: for a recap, then, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, the, uh, pulled the shortest straw there. Oh, uh, <laughs> so many questions
1: with this issue, but, uh, yes, yep. if you could please recap the action for our listeners I and will then we can try my darndest, get into this, get into this conversation.
0: Miles breaks into Aaron's apartment, immediately takes off his mask for some reason and tries to break into his uncle's safe for some reason. He finds a burner phone and heads off to face the Sinister Six. In the Helicarrier, Sandman turns on Hobgoblin, for some reason, and the Six arrive in Latveria to meet Lucia von Bardas, for some reason. Miles has tracked them and brought his pals the Champions, for some reason, to fight it out with the Sinister Six. As this fight plays out, Miles and Aaron go tumbling off the Helicarrier, for some reason, and von Bardas orders her guards to turn and shoot the Champions, for some reason. If you hadn't noticed, I'm not really sure why anything is happening in this issue loads of stuff that doesn't really make any sense and the fact that I can summarize it that quickly but loads of stuff is happening not a good sign
1: <laughs> <laughs> we had a ganky moment too who cares
0: uh-huh. like, <laughs> that's, that's the saddest thing uh-huh. like we get two seconds of ganky and it's does it matter? probably not because we don't know what happens to, to add that back in, Danica gives Ganky a note that says Ganky Eye for some reason. There you go. <laughs> Ganky Eye. <laughs> oh, oh my dear. gosh, what a... <sighs> I think where I want to start with this before we get into page by page, scene by scene, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This doesn't feel like the penultimate issue of a legendary all-time great Spider-Man run. Do you know what I mean? Like, Miles Morales has been such an important character for Marvel in a multimedia crossover, in bringing new fans in, right. continuing Peter's legacy from the Ultimate Universe, which, like I said, is a fantastic legacy to carry on. And then, this is how we're going out. This could be in the middle of any arc in any superhero book ever written. It's nothing interesting, nothing special. There's no Miles. Pizzazz to it. There's nothing really kind of grabbing me at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be to be fair to Bendis, who knows when when he decided he was leaving and how far ahead he he was in terms of writing it. That's a very interesting question. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, it could have started, and he could have had something he wanted to do next. Then life happened, and then it's like, oh, uh, I got to wrap it up here. And if he's saving it all for the ends, whatever he needs to say about the character before he bows out. Yeah, this did feel like a a time-killing issue. Granted, a very noisy one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's let's get into it because for me, I just this this issue was just full of eyebrow raising, head scratching, shoulder shrugging moments for me. Yeah. And like we could start Absolutely. start Absolutely. with the beginning like an awesome Image by the way, I will say of Miles zooming through the city, and he's not web swinging. He has he doesn't really uses he doesn't have web shooters or web fluid, I guess. So he's just leaping, I guess, from building to building. So an incredible opening scene of him breaking into Aaron's apartment. But then, as you mentioned, he's Spider Man, so he breaks into someone's apartment loudly, takes his mask off, and then makes a ton of noise, proceeding to trash the apartment like ripping out a safe. That was just like, huh, with his mask off. Just just being Miles Morales. It's just sloppy, I guess. There's no real nice way to say it. But he takes his mask off. He has a flashback to hanging out with Uncle Aaron and learning about the safe. And then we come back to the present. He's got the mask on again as he gets ready to rip off the safe. And then it's just off again as he's ripping it out. So I guess he put it on so he could look cool climbing over to the safe and then once he needed to rip it out
0: if anything i thought it was the other way around and he takes it off so we can have that transitional shot of and then the flashback because it goes from current miles to younger miles and you get the the swap in the facial expressions
1: right it's a it, it's a great artistic all but then it, yeah but then he puts exactly. it back on or you know basil do has it back on as he climbs over to the safe to rip it out so and then it's off again as he's ripping it out with the Great line. Safe weighs million pounds. Ah, that shoulder. <laughs> it's
0: like, his, oh his, my god. Miles is in a monologue in this issue. Is is awful. On that same page, you have various kind of grunting and groaning. hurrah, and come on and stuff like that.
1: Which he's been doing for it's it's not new, but it's also no, like, I don't know. I just, I, when you're, when it started out with Safe weighs a million pounds, ah I I just, I checked out. I'm going to admit it. I was like, okay. (laughs) Because I I approach every issue with a degree of goodwill.
0: Oh, absolutely. And then like,
1: this is like, okay.
0: Yeah. I checked out on the same page when it's the, uh, after the Harag, Uh we're safe across.
1: I I do
0: have the proportionate strength of a spider. And then to couple with that, terrible like very dated 60s 70s style in a monologue type stuff he has a glowing golden fist apparently
1: well he's it's powering like, up
0: he's powering up charging up his spider powers because that's he's just a dragon ball character now for some reason and then just gets his fist stuck in there and proportionate strength of a pissed off spider what, what dialogue is that oh venom punch crunch finds a passport like who cares what is what kind of weird dialogue is this and usually bendis is the dialogue man but i don't know if he just doesn't care anymore or <laughs> did nobody read this before he went to print it's so strange and it feels so dated and weird like i said
1: it didn't. It didn't roll very well, and I don't know if that was like meant to be because he's a younger character, and that's the thinking that a younger character would talk like that or think like that. I don't know. It's. We, we, I think we should press on because there's more to get to as we uh, head over to the helicarrier and this scene with the, the Sinister Six taking the prize over to the buyer. What happened with the Hobgoblin there? Like, what? Why? What was the point? And Sandman is now
0: not a. Like, I thought it would be Sandman that was turning against them because he was the one that had the conscience. That was the whole build-up and one of the very few interesting things about this collection of villains. And then he just mashes Hobgoblin in the face and then kicks him off to his death, I assume, because 11,000 feet above the ocean, yep, you're dead. He doesn't go off with his glider, bearing in mind, this, and we'll get to this in a moment, characters that can you know swing from things and, and not die but like he just killed hobgoblin he's the dude that's supposed to have a conscience of the group he's like well he sold us out so
1: I'm yeah just gonna kill him. i mean at last issue he was standing up to bombshell senior Momshell, telling her like back off and you know leave the kid alone so he thought oh man he's <laughs> exactly all that was all gone by the way
0: yeah She's just sat in a corner. She's fine. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's undermining all of the all of the positives. The the I mean, as we know, this arc hasn't been the best arc. But the few positives that have been built up, particularly that Sandman thing of him being the, you know, the the tortured villain, the kind of which is classic Sandman stuff. Obviously, that's kind of Flint Marco's deal is that he does it for his family. He's not such a bad guy after all. Like, nope, he's a murderer. Doesn't matter. Oh, okay, okay. then why bother with all the other stuff? That's, yeah, you're just undermining the whole thing you've just built over the last three, four issues. So we go, we
1: go over to Genki. I have to give credit to Brian Reber here because most of this arc was in the dark, actually. And mm. so the few kind of daytime moments really pop and he does a great job here. Herald Square, I thought, looked... Realistic, uh, right in Midtown Manhattan. Very nice. Nicely done. Danica shows up and I, I don't know if you remember, but it was two issues ago. She called a family member to find out how much money she could get for revealing Spider-Man's identity.
0: And there's been nothing of that.
1: Yeah. So the only thing in this scene, like in the panel where Genki is correcting her on his name because she called, she's still calling him Ned and he's confused by that. There's somebody behind Genki in sunglasses holding a, yep, holding his ear. So I guess they're being followed. So she's trying to help him out. So I guess the situation got away from her.
0: Yeah, I guess like some agency has gotten involved, and now she's trying to protect Genki by calling him Ned out loud in front of the secret agent guy, whatever that, whoever that guy is. Yep.
1: There's a lot going on. I'm I'm not sure how we're gonna pull this all together. I
0: feel like this issue doesn't pull it all together and I don't think it can. Do we know if two hundred forty, the the finale of this run, of Bendis' run, is a
1: bumper issue? Is it thirty pages suddenly or forty or something? Because No, it's uh it's set at the standard price, three ninety nine, you can pre order it on uh oh, Comicsology. Yeah, so it's it will be what it will be. <laughs> Latveria! Cool, we're off to
0: go and see Doctor Doom. That was a that was a nice twist. Haven't seen Doctor Doom in a little while. That'd be nice. And, oh, it's, it's the other one.
1: Lucia Von Bardis, who I am gonna admit, I had no idea who that was. Correct. That is that is the correct response. I had to go look <laughs> it up and yep. she's from She's
0: from Secret War. It's Nick it's a Nick Fury thing. From like two thousand four. Written by Bendis. Ta da but i guess bendis first confirmed like because it's another bendis creation just showing up out of nowhere with this whole bendis first thing we assume like oh tomoe technogolum it's all gonna tie together japanese thing cable all comes together completely unrelated we're off the lap there it's like
1: why what that what you also get like diamondback And Hammerhead and the Defenders. i was talking about Diamondback. Don't you remember? Yeah, right. And Hammerhead, wasn't he doing some kind of drug deal with Ceres at some point? Yep. And then I learned that Ceres was actually apprehended by Ironheart and uh, a bunch of the other Iron Man characters in Iron Man 598. So (laughs) there is a first thing going on, but good luck to you as a reader if you want to try and put it in some kind of chronological order. (sighs) And then speaking of chronological order
0: we're in area. we have this whole kind of, she doesn't necessarily double cross them, but she realized they, the, the Sinister Six have been followed by the champions.
1: Miles called the champions in.
0: What? Oh, what, what why? You have no problem with the Sinister Six. Like, fair enough, he did kind of get his ass kicked previously, but, like, really? Like, the Hulk, awesome Hulk, could just take out all these guys, I assume, like, <laughs> by himself. There is no, like, credible threat in this Sinister Six for any of these characters. You've got Nova in there, for God's sake. Yeah, just right. Just blast them all into space. Like, it's ridiculous. There's a bit of kind of overpowered, overkill, I guess. <laughs> Visually. Like, get Some uh, of the most uh, powerful young heroes to just come and kick these, like, Z-list, pointless villains around. And I guess Spot can, Spot does a cool few tricks in the scene where I guess we're about to discuss. But, like, it's a weird thing. It's, it's, it's like out said, of nowhere. My recap, for some reason, basically. If that could be my three-word review, which doesn't really make sense, but <laughs> well, like everything happens just because in this issue, it's very right.
1: strange. It's just... Uh,
0: I mean... I think the drinking game for this episode is how many sighs we're going to get from
1: the yeah, <laughs> It was like, I guess. <sighs> uh, I mean, I, I, credit where it's due. I mean, visually, Basil Zua and Rebber, this must have been a blast to render. I mean, it looks great. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, what a great that battle
0: splash page.
1: Poster worthy splash page right there. And the battle is chaotic and all over the place and fun. And, you know, it's a good change of pace for them to be rendering new characters for this series. But plot wise, they really, it comes out of nowhere. And also it is a very generic comic book scrap. I mean, it's just beating each other up. There's no drama in it. It didn't feel particularly exciting. It was like, okay, whatever. And what I, what I was disappointed in, it's like, it 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 got in the way of what I was hoping to get more of, and that specifically is Miles versus Aaron, and I think their their part of the fight, their panels, it had some. It was they were it, they were engaging to me. They had some level of drama.
0: It was like their fight in the rain from a few issues ago, when he when he knocks him out, and it's like right that conflict is the center of this arc. That's what you should be focusing on, not Ms. Marvel punching. Electro off of Young Cyclops, like what? Who
1: cares? What? Miles is kind of Luke Skywalker moment of like, you're better than this, and then he calls him. I'm here to save you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) stupid. (laughs) He calls him stupid. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's what I wanted more of that, but it was just it was literally being drowned out by the chaos. So it was just the pages were so chaotic that it just overpowered that what should have been the heart of this issue. I think. For me as a reader, like, that's what I was hoping to get more of. And it's like, I'm not really, I was never invested in this group of villains. And the whole point of the Sinister Six for me as a concept was like, they're teaming up to stop one character. It needs that, they need that many characters to beat Spider-Man. And now it's like, well. With all his
0: new superpowers, it kind of do.
1: They kind of do, right? But now it's like, no, he's got his super powered friends. It's like, and they're even more powerful, like. Plus, you just kicked one of your own guys off of (laughs) 11,000 feet into the water. So, uh, I mean, that, it just, it was really disappointing. And then they go over the the edge of the helicarrier and it's like, all right. And they go off the edge of the helicarrier
0: and they're two spider characters. I assume Aaron has some kind of, you know, iron spider jetpacky thing or something that can create some kind of webbing. Miles has got his golden spindle, new sticky
1: finger power. So them falling off makes no difference. So, I mean, we're talking about it. So 240, it's the final issue. It's a regular size issue. I have no idea if, how or if Bendis is going to address, I mean, we got got a lot. We've got, all right, whatever this helicarrier plot is and whatever's going to happen to the Sinister Six. We've got this whole Genki and Danica thing. There was Barbara, remember her? Uh, Barbara and Miles, whatever their deal was. Wait, which Barbara are you talking about, Brian? Oh, <laughs> Barbara, his his girlfriend, you know. Um, yeah,
0: my, Miles' girlfriend, Barbara, which one?
1: Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Jefferson, Rio, and Cable somewhere. We've got Miles versus Aaron. We've got Bombshell versus her mom. And then, where the hell is Gloria? And then... Um, Whatever Miles' future direction is going to be like, is he going to be a spy or, you know, is he joining up with Cable? Is he going to keep holding the mantle of Spider-Man? That's a lot. I don't know. I'm very curious to see if Bendis is going to try to put a bow on any of this or just, you know what? Good luck to the next crew. Just leave some stuff open for whoever's taking over and whenever that's going to be.
0: It certainly feels more the latter, that he's just like, Happened to have run out of time. Good luck on the next guy. See you later. And we, we, we also know that Miles is going on hiatus as well. You kind of got to wrap this up, right? Bendis, come on. You got you to gotta do something in the next 20, 22 pages to kind of wrap everything up and sort it out.
1: We also know that Bendis had changed his plans for the ending based on his uh, health scare. So there, <laughs> there's... I... I I'm just curious to see, but I, I feel like I have no enthusiasm for this, like this arc really killed a lot of momentum for me. And it just feels like we're slogging through. I feel, I personally feel really terrible about that because we say it at the end of every episode, it was like, we understand like a lot of work goes into pulling these things together, but the, the end result here, I was like, I am just not connecting with this. And, um clearly i think you and i are on the same page but i mean i don't know if we're the only ones i mean we we took a look at some reviews uh, jack you were mentioning like some people really got into this which is awesome to know yeah it's interesting it's a
0: thing i always do when talking about an issue that i feel strongly about in particular but i tend to do it for any comic we discuss on this show is i check out other reviews often first place to go com our boys over there always check superior spider talk you know go to all the all the usual places go to comicbookroundup.com find out all the reviews for a particular issue and see if i'm crazy if i particularly love a gwen issue or particularly love this or particularly don't connect with something like you were just saying ryan you're not connecting with this i was like am i this doesn't feel right to me this is weird and and behind the scenes, Brian and I had briefly talked about, oh, wow, we're in for an interesting episode. And I looked at the reviews, and everybody's like, nine out of ten. Eight out of ten. I'm like, really? Are we reading the same issue? I'm like, did I... Spider-Man 239, you mean this Spider-Man 239, right? We're talking about the same issue here. And it was very odd hearing kind of, this feels like you know, a victory lap for Brian Michael Bendis and all that kind of stuff. Like, really? <laughs> right. And then, but there were also some of the reviews were coming on the other side of, oh, with a stronger artist, maybe Bendis' run would would work a bit better and, and come to a, a stronger climax. Whereas some of the other reviews were like, Basil Durer is keeping it going, he's the reason this issue is even readable. I'm like, this is a, clearly a very divisive issue. And, <laughs> yeah. And... Clearly, as is often the case, you and I, Brian, are on the same side of this. But from the other reviews that I'd read, it was coming out fairly positive, even if obviously they did have negative points as well. It was It's not a perfect issue to anybody, I don't think. But it was a weird thing of having such drastic, drastically different sides to the same issue. And, and from reviewers and critics and podcasters and things like that, it's interesting to kind of get a gauge for what everybody else is thinking and yeah i'm definitely on the lower end of the spectrum shall we say
1: (laughs) yeah and i i just want to reiterate i mean i I just sincerely i feel awful about not caring because i do recognize the amount of effort that goes into you know pulling a, a an issue together but for me as a reader it's just the end result has felt really just scattered and, and and it's felt that way for some time and I'm really hoping that this book can find its groove again or find a new groove because I I think the character is great and deserves deserves better I think. I know I know his series can be better. I've we've we've had strong issues in this run in previous runs. It's there's a lot of promise there just really waiting to be realized. We just got to sort of clear this I guess,
0: absolutely, and we still don't know what's going to happen afterwards. Yeah, we don't know what what is happening with a Miles solo series, or who's going to be taking over, or if that's even happening, or if he's just going on indefinite hiatus until Marvel wants to pull the plug or plug him back in or whatever they want to do. (laughs) We don't know. Like you said, we know a Champion series is happening, but we don't know much about Mister Morales and his family and Ganke and all of you know these characters we've come to love over the years what their plans are in the near future in the Marvel universe, which I think is interesting. Not in a good way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I can only speculate, right? We're only on the outside looking in my, my only thought is they're just letting Bendis have the moment. And once he's gone, uh, once the issue is out, then they can have a little space and start making their announcements with a movie on the way. There's no way they're not going to launch a title to tie into that and try to, take advantage of that
0: that movie looks like it could be amazing and really introduce miles to a lot of new people and bring in a lot of interesting possible new creators for the series as well people who are not really new readers new creators new ideas i'm fascinated to how that film will affect miles's future going forward in the comics as
1: well as on screen maybe they'll be featured in the new ultimate line coming from marvel comics Ah, oh, uh, sure. see, yeah. full circle. I tied it back in.
0: We're part of the problem, Brian. We're so part of the. Problem. <laughs> Speaking of being part of the problem,
1: oh God, we do give three word summaries to
0: kind of give you an overall feel if you hadn't already gathered the gist of how Brian and I are feeling about an issue. So, Brian, why don't you hit me with your three word summary of Spider Man issue two thirty nine?
1: I read this issue digitally, and so on page nine, uh, right after Sandman has kicked the Hobgoblin overboard. There is a panel of bombshell curled up in a ball in a corner. And she's just very quietly saying, Oh my God. (laughs) I'm just going to borrow it from her. What a noisy cluttered mess of an issue this was. And that's just, I was like, Oh, sorry. Sorry, everyone. I, 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 I didn't get it. And I'm
0: right along there with you. I'm not going to quote the book as as we often do on this show, but I'm going to go for penultimate issue. Really?
1: Yep. Yep. That
0: pretty much sums it up. And I mean, I got. I hope Miles goes out on a high. I've got I've got all my toes and fingers crossed for this guy, you know
1: what I mean? For for all of them, Bendis deserves it, the artists deserve everyone. Oh, I know Picarelli is coming back for this. They all yes, they they've earned it. Everyone has earned it. Yes, we are crossing our fingers rooting for them. Yeah. So, listeners, uh Jack and I are a couple of crabby appletons about this issue, but maybe you thought <laughs> differently. <laughs> Let us we'd love to know what you think. Drop us a line, please, and uh, tell us feedback at ultimatespinpodcast.com. We're also over on Twitter at the Ultimate Spin. We've got a Facebook page at Ultimate Spin Podcast, and we're on Instagram at ultimate underscore spin underscore podcast using the hashtags Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Spider-Gwen. Of course, if you want to catch up with our older episodes as you're reading along with older issues, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Just search for Ultimate Spin. We also want to give a shout out to our friends at the Amazing Spider Talk podcast. They have set up a cool new community over on Slack, Amazing Spider Slack. Uh, unfortunately, it's not a link that I can read out easily on the podcast. So we'll put a link to it on our show notes and we tweet it I'll out every on, so out. as well.
0: Read out, Brian. It'll be hilarious.
1: T-F-Q like slash. But Slack is, if you haven't uh, tried it out yet, it's a really fun community basically it's a workspace environment and uh dan has set it up as a spider-man themed community so uh there are separate topics for the comics the video games the toys um sort of general news lots of stuff going on lots of it's an ongoing conversation you just download the app to your phone and jump in it's a good time and of course as i mentioned the podcast uh all new amazing spider talk is in the middle of season two And they've launched a new brother podcast called The Untold Talks of Spider-Man, focusing on lost classics. So all of that stuff you can find over at SuperiorSpiderTalk.com. And Jack, if our listeners want to keep up with you and your ongoing podcast adventures, where can we find you?
0: My ongoing podcast adventures have returned for season three of Sequelizers, my movie podcast that I host along with four of my good friends who actually write pitches to fix bad sequels that followed good films. So, for example, our first episode of season three is Terminator 3, because Terminator 1, masterpiece. Terminator 2, even better. Terminator 3, rubbish. So, we're there to fix Terminator 3. I host the show, and four of my friends, as I mentioned, in two teams of two, write pitches and come up with ideas to how they would write terminator three and make it much better than the original we've got a new season a new weekly format and we have just returned for season three and it's a really good jumping on point we've even got a new team member to the show so it's kind of a fresh slate so sequelizers as in the word sequel and then with s's because we're british we don't do z's or z's Uh, you can check it out there you can of course follow me on twitter at jlw chambers and i'm that on pretty much everything else actually so yeah for whatever reason you want to follow me on instagram or anything like that it's
1: also jlw chambers how about you brian you can find me at project 37.net uh it's mainly instagram and twitter stuff right now um some other podcasts i've been, been featured on and maybe coming soon uh some stuff that i'll be getting ready for the future
0: Ooh, there's a mysterious tease there let's yeah, get ready.
1: Da, da, da. well let's see but that's it for us for now coming up Spider-Gwen number 31, Gwen's on a one-way road into darkness. If anyone can help her find her way back into the light, it's Gwen Stacy. But is the universe trying to save her, or does fate only hold one end for Gwen? And of course,
0: Spider-Man issue 240, the finale of Brian Michael Bendis' run. Don't miss the chance to see comic superstar Brian Michael Bendis bid farewell to one of his most beloved creations and to glimpse what the future
1: may hold for Mr. Miles Morales. It's important to note, at the end of the day, we are all fans. And even if we don't love every issue like this one, our sincere thanks, as always, go to the creators for their hard work in making these characters and their books happen. And our thanks to you for spending part of your day hanging out with us to read and talk about it all. So thanks for listening, be well, and we'll catch you soon on The Ultimate Spin.